Well, for more, let's cross to Nairobi and speak to the International Crisis Group's Alan Boswell. He's a project director for the Horn of Africa region. Uh, hello to you, Alan. Thank you for speaking to France 24. Um, just want to begin, first of all, the Internet blocked in Sudan. Right now, it's very difficult to verify the disputing claims of which side controls which strategic site. What have you been hearing? Uh, well, there's a lot of fog of war right now, as you would expect. Um, the two sides are battling things out, uh, both in Khartoum, um, where obviously a lot of people are focused right now, but also um, across many other parts of the country. Um, this is one of the reasons this was such a nightmare scenario, is this uh, civil war will not be confined just to one city or one area. Both sides had bases across the capital and what, sorry, across the country. And what we're hearing is that there is a lot of fighting, uh, uh, not just in Khartoum, but in cities and towns um, around the country, including over uh, bases, army bases from both sides and strategic airports and uh, things of that nature. So it's it's very worrisome. Again, this looks a lot like a worst case scenario. Yeah, and that, that that's, that's playing out in the death toll we're seeing. It's already very large and we could expect it to probably get uh, much larger. Uh, negotiations were ongoing. What do you think led to this breakdown between the army and the RSF? Well, I think it'll take some time, uh, you know, for the smoke to clear, for it to become a bit more obvious exactly what led to it. In the days leading up to uh, the outbreak of fighting, there was a lot of escalatory moves between both sides. This was in the context of the final negotiations um, that were occurring uh, between uh, the two, these two military camps um, related to the promised handover of power. Um, from the military to civilians and the restoration of civilian rule. Um, they had promised to agree on essentially a roadmap for um, integrating these forces. So the, the army was demanding that the, uh, the paramilitary force um, integrate and fall under its chain of command quite quickly, whereas the, the head of the paramilitary force, General Hameti, you know, enjoys his autonomy, has grown very powerful, um, and and prefers to essentially stay outside the the formal army for quite a long period of time. That was the that was the formal reason for these tensions rising. But this has been a core tension all along since these uh, since these military actors seized power from uh, Omar al Bashir, who was overthrown in 2019 in the Popular Revolution. In the last days of Bashir's regime, he had allowed a very fragmented factional. A divided uh, security force, partly so none of them were strong enough to overthrow him in a coup. Um, and so what did happen when he was overthrown is essentially it was military rule by committee. And the question all along was, would these would these uh, armed actors be able to refrain from their own hostilities long enough to allow the country to stabilize? And unfortunately, those worst fears now seem to be coming true. Yeah, oftentimes it seems sort of like one step forward, two steps back. Um, what are the consequences of more instability in Sudan in terms of hopes for democracy, the humanitarian situation, or even uh, Bashir's defunct party? Yeah, I, I think it's too early at the moment to say exactly how this uh, will play out in, in, in regards to whether or not that means the entire political process is back to square, uh, back to square zero or not. Um, I think diplomats hope that if they could reach a ceasefire soon, um, that that means the parties can continue on um, towards uh, restoring civilian rule um, and allowing um, economic assistance to flow in and generally stabilize the situation. However, if this continues to escalate, we're, lo we're looking at an entirely new picture. Um, Sudan is 
in the middle of a very unstable region itself. It borders Libya, Chad, Central African Republic, South Sudan, Ethiopia, Eritrea, um, and Egypt to the north. Um, obviously, instability in Sudan will not stay in Sudan. So if this really falls apart, there's going to be uh, even bigger questions uh, than whether or not we can get civilian rule back in Sudan. It'll be it'll be a proper uh, regional disaster, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's unclear how we get to a ceasefire. Uh, the army saying it's not interested in negotiations with the RSF at the moment. Uh, what can Sudan's external partners do? Uh, well, there needs to be unified uh, insistence um, that there be a ceasefire. Um, we probably need to see some leaders of powerful Arab countries trying to get uh, the top two antagonists, General Burhan and General Hameti, on the phone, demanding they have a ceasefire. Um, meanwhile, uh, uh, you know, I would like to see uh, a very high-level emergency delegation, for instance, from the African Union, uh, per perhaps from some regional states. Um, and I think more collective action from Sudanese is something that we would uh, start seeing where um, all the groups who are not part of this war who realize that this is um, completely devastating and, and needless um, and senseless that they would, you know, um, uh, close ranks and really rally as Sudanese demanding that this uh, that this conflict end. Um, but it will take a lot of effort at the moment. As you say, there's no signs that either side's willing to deescalate. And real quickly, Alan, we're running out of time. Uh, what was the humanitarian situation in Sudan before this latest infighting? Sure. The humanitarian situation has been really terrible. Um, part of the leverage um, against uh, the military actors uh, has been that there was a lot of economic support that was cut off to Sudan in an attempt to pressure uh, the military actors to hand over power. Um, so we've seen Sudan's economy continue to deteriorate. Uh, the poor economic situation was one of the reasons, uh, one, one of the chief reasons that Bashir himself got overthrown in 2019. And that just has continued to worsen and worsen. Um, so uh, the humanitarian indicators are not good. They're very grim and uh, things are about to get a lot worse. Alan, thank you very much for that analysis and context. Alan Boswell speaking to us from the International Crisis Group. Thank you.